Chung. Bum, 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 bum. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> welcome to Wine, Wine, and Once, a Once Upon a Time podcast. I'm Lo. And I'm Dee, and welcome to a bad time. And what a bad time it is. <laughs> oh, that's all I got. Just oh, <laughs> oh. and it hangs. And it hangs there for a little. For those of you just finding us for the first time, we apologize, but welcome. We are going through episode by episode of the cinematic masterpiece, Once Upon a Time, in all of its entirety. We are watching every single episode so you don't have to. Uh, Obviously, with that, spoilers, ahoy. We will be speaking of everything, but we are going through, talking about everything that happens, everything that doesn't happen, everything that we think should have happened. Um... And just kind of going through the roller coaster of this ride. The roller coaster of this ride. I said that. Yep. You said what you said. Live with it. Live your (laughs) truth. Yep. The roller coaster of this ride. Take take that as what you want. Are you having another stroke? (laughs) Do with that what you will. Those are the words I'm trying to say. Beautiful. Do with that what you will. And yeah, we've been watching the show for over 10 years. Most of those 10 years together. I think we started officially watching season two together. Mm-hmm. I think you're correct. Because I do remember very clearly watching some of these, some of these episodes, in fact, that yeah. we're about to hit with yeah. you. So I know we started in season two, and I know we did not watch season one together. No, no. We definitely we became didn't watch friends season one. because we had watched both seen yeah. season one and wanted to continue watching while in college. Because remember the dates. Back, way back, way back in my day, youngins. Back when we were in college, you actually had to make friends with people who had TVs if you wanted to watch something on time. Oh, gosh, it was true. You couldn't just stream it on your computer. No. You could wait till the next day and it might pop up on Hulu. But television was such an event thing, kind of like Mm -hmm. how House of Dragon is now. You you all know that. I don't watch it, but that's a thing happening right now. Right. Where the episodes come out. Like, WandaVision, it is, a, it is an event thing where if you don't watch it, someone will tell you what has happened. And then Whether you're Whether you sad. want to know or not, and then you're sad. And mm-hmm. also, once you'd watch it, you couldn't watch it again. I think they'd stay on ABC for, like, two weeks after the episode, and then it'd go away. Like, they yeah, definitely didn't like that. stay. No, it, it popped on and off. For sure. For sure. So that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, like Dee said, spoilers ahead, spoilers ahoy. Um, we mostly keep our conversation to the episode. But <laughs> mostly. That's it all becomes mostly. That's a generalization. You've seen it enough times they all kind of mush together and suddenly you're talking about the musical episode. Well, and it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, like in this episode they say some things. And then I just want to, I have questions about their lore now, because I know yep. what's coming later. So. Correct. So, like, it, it, things like that. If you, we say watch the episode before, if you care, but also good luck, because we're going to talk about everything. Go watch the whole series. Just watch just the do whole it. series. It's just a fun do it. Time. Number one, it's fun. Yeah. Take it for what it is. If it's you're fun. here to have a good time, you will have a great time. Yeah. And a bad time. Oh, terrible time. Let's be clear. But it'll but... be great. 
it you'll you're gonna suffer, suffer but, but you're gonna be happy you'll about be it. Happy about it, precisely. Um, while Get we out watch of my brain, I won't. I will not actually be doing that. Thank you. <laughs> As we go through and force ourselves to watch this show again, we are because after a certain point, you need something to focus on, or you will go stir crazy. So we each have lists that we're keeping track of just for funsies. I am looking at how many town-wide curses are cast in the entirety of the show, how many times we are out of magic beans only for there to be more magic beans. Mm-hmm. It's more than you would think. Way more than you would think. It's so disturbing. So more than you would think. Mm-hmm. And uh, lastly, I'm looking at Emma's superpower, the one that makes it so she can tell when someone is lying. It doesn't work very often. I'm curious what her batting average will be by the end of the show. Worse than you would think. <laughs> oh, it's not good. But, uh, Lo, what are you paying attention to? Meanwhile, over here in my world, first we are keeping track of the definitive charming family tree. I'm um, so sorry. It, it's a tumbleweed. That's what I'm going to call it. Um... This was, this was a fun episode. This was a fun episode for for the tree, for the tumbleweed. Um, yeah, that's that's a lot. Um, but mm-hmm. other than that, I am also keeping track of what is colloquially known as the fuck fern. We don't know why it's called that. We were drunk one night, and that's what it became. So <laughs> we were trying to come up with a name for it. I think, and I really have a weird. I like alliteration a lot. Yeah, and I, I think wanted so. It to be- yeah, you were like. I think you did come up I with it. I truly think it's because I had recently been talking to Keely about how to lose a guy in 10 days in the love fern. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so I think I had foliage and ferns on the brain. On the brain. And I, want, <laughs> and I wanted to go in themes. We have a family tree. You know, like it should be another plant. It should be a fern. Fuck fern. It's the fuck fern. This is our way of keeping track of all of the relationships. Both <laughs> canon, marriages, kisses, dating, all of that. One night stands. But also, our three-strike rule of a way to keep track and give credit to those ships that were, like, so clearly something that, because of when this show aired, weren't ever going to be a thing. This is the Regina and Emma episode. Mm -hmm. It is the uh, Ruby and Belle David and Charming, or David and Charming, yeah, that's, I said what I said. <laughs> uh, you did. David, I David and Hook every once in a while have moments. So we have a three strike rule. Three moments from three separate episodes that seem to lean romantic in, or sexually tensioned, tense, you'll know sexually it when tense. you see it. Yeah, much like pornography, you'll know it when you see it. So, uh-huh. that's. It. And that. once you've got three, they end up on the fuck fern as well. Yes, and it's so. getting messy, everyone. It is getting messy. It is. I really do need to take some time and update that, like, physically and send you a picture for the, for the gram. I'm... Speaking of Speaking the gram, of. We're, we're on social media. We have fun over there. We're on Instagram. Our handle is at wine, wine, and once. Wine comes, wine comes, I keep doing this. The drink wine comes first. You keep doing it. The beverage comes first, but I love it when you say wine comes first. It's so unclear. <laughs> and also, on we're, we have a Gmail, which may or may not work. I don't know. I don't get emails there ever. So either you guys hate me or we just don't get, like, or it's not set up properly. So someone send me an email to find out. 
Our email is at wine at wine wine and once. Good lord. Our email is wine wine and once at gmail.com. The wine comes first, just like our podcast name. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone shoot me an email. Just be like, hey, uh, did you know that Ruby ate her boyfriend? I don't know. She say, did. Say something. She, she did do it. this. She admitted to it, too. That's the concerning thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, how's it going? What's what's happening? What's the haps? What's the haps? Oh, you guys keep me young. Um, not not much, you know. I think we both uh, have been speaking. We've been talking off podcast, and uh, both have our we own do that workplace sometimes. drama. Yeah, I think our workplaces have both gone to the drama place. Ooh, a bit drama place, but yeah, you know. just a little. I Just will say, for all the drama, I'm surprisingly good. I'm glad to which hear is a, it. Like, I'm not okay, let's be clear, but I'm good, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not enjoying the I, drama place. I would rather not work no. at the drama place, but... Right, but I, I'm physically, as my, in my own personal world, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting, a new D, starting a new D&D campaign with some buddies where it's going to be... Um, in a modern setting, San Francisco, Ooh. which I've never done D and D in a modern setting. It's very much like uh, Brennan Lee Morgan's Dimension Twenty, Unseen City. I don't know. Here's a city one where it takes place in mm-hmm. New York. Can't think of the name of it right now. Unsleeping City, something like that. So I need to figure out how to make like a fantasy character in modern, and I'm kind of excited about that weird challenge. That's very exciting. Yeah, so that that's kind of where where my world has been. I did play my another D and D game last night where I play a bard, and she was panicked, and so her bardic song to inspire everyone was just screaming. Fair enough. And then Riley's character turned into a mammoth and grabbed my character and put me on his back, which was fine, except for then I couldn't do any of my spells and I was just stuck on a mammoth. I mean, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> Who among us isn't stuck on a mammoth's back right now is what I'm trying oh, to say. To be a, oh, to be a bard stuck on a mammoth's back. Oh, to be a living peel playing a drift, a drift in, a gla- <laughs> in a lonely glass of whiskey. <laughs> I felt that. I feel that in my soul. I, too, am a lemon peel adrift. <laughs> lonely adrift in a glass of whiskey. Um, yeah, no. Cool. Sweet. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? I actually brought brought real life wine. It's not even in a can. Nice. Oh, we both have real life wine. I'm so proud of us. Now, I did go full suburban mom on this, and so you might hear my ice clinking against the glass. Oh, I had it in here before, and then it melted, so. Uh, Yeah, mine's about to melt. Again, it is because the wine itself was not chilled, I would never... Put ice in a chilled glass of wine. I wish I were on top of my shit enough to have frozen grapes. Because I do like that because it doesn't water it down. But I don't keep grapes in my freezer. I don't keep grapes anywhere. No. What, I what keep kind grapes of in my glass. And that's Yes. It. What kind of grapes are in your glass? <laughs> Chardonnay. What kind oh, of grapes are in your glass? Rosé. The pink kind. <laughs> The famous pink kind of grapes. <laughs> exactly. Well, are Beautiful. we ready? Um, we che- sure oh, enough. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah why don't you pull up that summary and I'll uh, yeah. take another swig of this yeah, Chardonnay. We'll, we'll, cheers ease, we'll cheers ease before we go in. Yeah. Cheers. Right, cheers. Ooh, that was a good one. Was. All right. So for those of you, again, who are new, what we always do first and foremost is go to Disney Plus because they always have very strange summaries. And they're entertaining. So this is season two, episode 14, Manhattan. Mr. Gold, Emma, and Henry go in search of Gold's son, Bay, in New York. Meanwhile, in the fairy tale land that was, Rumpelstiltskin realizes his destiny while fighting in the Ogre's War. Okay, a weird thing here. Mm-hmm. First of all, we're consistent with our, lo- our lack of Oxford commas. Like, I... Still don't like it, but I appreciate a consistency. They they continue to not use it. Yeah. It occurs to me they're calling this the ogres, plural, war, but not ogres, possessive, apostrophe, S, war. It's just the multiple ogres war. Yes, the war against multiple ogres. (laughs) Um, Also, I I always thought it was the ogres, possessive, war. Well, and the interesting part is I feel like in the show... More often than not, it's the ogre war. Yes. So I like, don't know if this is just a simple typo or if it's the ogre's war. And there's many of them. So we're saying, oh, there's lots of them. Hmm. But I feel like if anything, it would be possessive because they are the ones declaring war. So it is the ogre's war. War? Yeah. Um, the word ogre has lost all meaning to me suddenly. I've said it too many times. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's quite a lot. Are you ready for this? No. That's but fair. We must. If we must, we must. And we must. And we must. So, welcome everyone to the episode titled Manhattan. This is a Kitsits and Horowitz joint. They wrote it. That's so. Suddenly that makes so much sense to me. I feel like that's uh-huh. a random thing I want to start noting is which ones they do. I would specifically. like. I feel like one of the things we should start doing is like noting who wrote the episodes. Yeah. Like, is it a good one? Oh, that's why it was this person. Yeah. I would like to do that. So I will start put. I will start putting it in. Well, we open in the enchanted forest. Rumple, a very enthusiastic Rumpelstiltskin, pre-dark mm-hmm. one. Right. Comes home. Trigloa, who is besotted with him, I guess. Sure. And and he announces he's been called to the front, and he's very excited about this. He's thrilled. She's this is probably the best day of his thrilled. life. <laughs> this may be the best day of that man's life. He's really excited. He's like a weird little dance, like, I've been called to the front. And she's like, that's horrible. I hate that. You're going to die. I don't like that. And Rumple says, well, no, it's a good thing because it's my chance to prove I'm not a coward like my father. And Mila's like, I don't like this because you could die and you're my husband and I love you. But I guess maybe you should go. They're, they are notably very in love in this scene. Yes, it is. Based on any other interaction between Rumple and Mila we get. I yeah. recognize she hates him after, but it's weird how quickly she 180s her opinion. It is... I have a lot to say about this scene in particular. Um, Cannot wait. We'll be coming back to it. We're putting a pin in it. But for now, they say goodbye. And Mila says when he comes back, they should start a family together. That's interesting. I feel Hmm. like they've already started that process. Well, you know. 
She's I, suggesting they try for a baby. Mm. I suppose. Now, we flash over to Manhattan because we are in the real world. We have the storybook, we have Manhattan, and we have the Enchanted Forest this episode. So we're going back and forth between three places bingo, now. Bingo, bango, bongo. Gold and Emma and Henry all step out of a cab in front of an apartment complex on the directions of the magic blood globe, I guess. Did the blood who What we saw, it gave us a dot that could be like 15 different cities. Yeah, we we got most of the eastern seaboard. Did they get coordinates? Like, I wonder if it's like when you scroll in on an iPad <laughs> and like, you can just like use your Do blood it. and push the blood and it like gets closer and closer. It's like thinner until like the the yeah, the apex of where you're supposed to be. Exactly, the exact pinprick. Yes. It's funny because ah. it's blood, huh? So, Gold is clearly very uncomfortable, and Emma realizes he doesn't know we're coming, does he? What? Why is she surprised by this? What part of him being like, I had to use a blood globe to find him, also I don't know where he lived. Like, what about that indicates that this child son is expecting him? Nothing. Nothing exciting. Nothing about that. But, you know. Just she's Emma like, things. Welp. Who doesn't like a surprise? Let's go. <laughs> God. She's just like, okay. All right. Well, I have no questions. Proceed. Yep. We go it's back not her to. her circus. S- not my monkeys. monkeys. <laughs> Which they is funny. Be her fucks. monkeys later. <laughs> Spoiler alert. She fucks a monkey. That's going to go on the fuck fern and the family tree. It doesn't make No, they're it engaged, on... not married. You're they're, right. they're not engaged, married. Not it married. doesn't make it onto the Damn family it. tree. Thank Damn God. It. Oh, I think. I was about to ruin your whole career. Thank David Christ. <laughs> Dave, in David Christ, I trust. Exactly. We go back to Storybrooke. Cora and Regina are talking weirdly on Regina's bed. It She's just like feels like a... her hair. It feels like a very weird place to have a conversation with your mother when you're an adult. And you have a full house. Yeah. But actually, to that point, I like it because Cora's whole thing has been manipulative. You need me. I'm the mom. Oh, you're absolutely. Very... It's just weird. It is weird. I, I agree. But from a it's weird manipulation standpoint, I yes. get it. No, it's, just, it's weird to me because... Nothing in the scene indicates to me that, like, Regina was particularly upset before. Because we kind of open in midi-res. Like, we kind of open in the middle of their conversation. We don't see Cora sit down and, like... She's just stroking her hair and talking to her. Yeah, and so I'm like, if we saw that, like, Regina had been upset in bed and then it was like, oh, this is a very, like, teenager getting comforted by their mom moment. I think I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. And I love that they said it here. But to have them both fully dressed and sitting upright oh, on the yeah. bed and just have Cora stroking her. It's like, this is a very weird conversation to be having with your mother yep. here. Yep. Okay. Doesn't matter. But just something I noted. Rena. <laughs> Rena. Regina Rena. is concerned because Henry is off with Emma and Mr. Gold. And Cora right. comforts her by saying that Henry will be home soon enough. And Regina's like, yeah, but he won't be with me. Yeah. Like, he's going to continue to choose the people he's been choosing. Mm-hmm. 
Suddenly Hook is looming in the door? I my, don't know. My notes literally just say, why is he here? Why? Which is a surprise <laughs> mouse tool for later. It's important and I feel you should write it down. Truly. Um, number one, it has been so very <laughs> clearly stated that, like, Regina's home is protected by, like, layers upon layers of magic that nobody should be able to get into. And suddenly Hook is just looming in the doorway of her bedroom. Like, leaning like he's been there all along. He probably owns the place. Yeah. Fully. He has heard that gold is gone and he's like, um, excuse me, what? Where? Where did he go? And Regina says, oh, we don't know. We don't know where My he crocodile. is. My crocodile! My crocodile! So, he's mad because he's like, um, excuse me, we should be going because if we can get to him out there in the real world, he doesn't have his powers, he can be killed bang, bang, out there. Bang. And Chorus basically says, hey, um, we can't go past the town line because we will lose our magic if we cross the town line. We won't lose our memories because it's about whether or not you were cursed. So An we important agree. note. Yes. So we agree that Cora understands that crossing the town line means no magic. Mm-hmm. So she gets the rules. She so gets gold's the rules. Just, gold's just an idiot. Um, could gold have just crossed the town line the whole time? Because by this logic, okay. by this logic, they say, if you were not affected by the curse, you can cross the town line and retain your memories. I now, he got a persona, but he yes. knew the whole time. And that's, I think, the great area. What do they mean by curse? Like, you were cursed to be in Storybrooke and have a fake job, a fake title, a fake So, persona. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's, it's no, I agree. not great. It's not great it's a, writing it, on they've them. They've given themselves a gray area where it... it there could have been a better way to write them out of this. Uh, yes. Yes, there could have been. And but here we are. many ways, because this just, this little, one little thing now complicates something we thought we understood. Yep. To no point in purpose, by the way. There's, there's no point. Also, no. Belle wasn't affected by the curse. I mean, oh, except in the way that Gold was and that she was brought to Storybrooke. But then crosses the town line and gets an identity? Um, yeah, I have another weird one with that. Cause I think she was cursed with no memories. I think her curse was, you're going to have nothing. Because she but didn't know she... who she was. Because when, who, what's his face, unlocked her, maybe it was Hook or Rich, I don't know. Whoever found her was like, go find Mr. Gold. Your name is Belle. Like, she didn't know who she was or anyone was. Okay. In her own rank, she had a curse of no knowledge. Okay. But then I don't understand it... why she has a storybook cursed yeah. identity. Because Regina thought it'd be a fun treat. Because she was like, I'm She was like, I need a bestie. <laughs> I, I need, need a bestie. A buddy. I need a drinking buddy here. Wait, I love it. Was it was it Jeff Jefferson that um got Belle out of the cell? Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. That's all. It was Continue. Jefferson. Um, just interesting. We're just, we're needlessly complicating things that don't need to be complicated is my point and purpose. Because, quite frankly, gold could have crossed the timeline. Right. Oh, absolutely. For sure. That's, by what they say, he could have crossed the timeline. Unless, Uh, until you get into, until you get into semantics and he was cursed to come here. 
he should retain his memories and should have been able Listen. to retain his memories without his yep. little scarf. But, okay. Oh, Anyhow, Hook wants to go after gold. Right. And they're like, we won't have magic. We're no, ma-. like, no. And he's like, I don't need magic to kill a mortal man. Thank you. He's like, I could use my sword. I'd use my hook, but I don't know where it is. And Thor is like, you're not gonna. Yeah, but what you're not gonna do is that. So Regina is like, well, how would you even find him? We don't know where he is. And Wait, is the Cora- blood is the blood globe only for relatives, or is it only a one-time use thing? Well, we don't know. Is the blood globe even there? Did the blood globe sure have to travel have. outside of Storybrooke in Emma's slug bug? <laughs> Is it sitting at the it, airport? It was, how did that get through TS, uh, TSE? TSA, gosh. We have a group at work called the TSAs. TSEs. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm having a struggle. Well, I guess it would, it would probably depend on how long that needle is to poke your blood with. Because otherwise it's probably fine to go through TSA. Or it was checked in a bag. You're right. You don't know how many bags they checked. Or it's just sitting in her slug bug at the Boston airport. Amazing. Took a picture of it. Yep. (laughs) In any case, Cora is basically like, hey, you know what? It's fine because what we can do instead is let's find his dagger so that when he comes back, uh-huh. We'll have control of him, and that's the only way we can kill Rumpelstiltskin. That's the one thing that's strong enough to kill Rumpelstiltskin, Hook. Help right. us find the dagger. And Hook goes, okay. Um, because he wouldn't have taken it with him? Sure. I mean, I know he gave it to Belle, but like... Meh. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like as Cora, if as he the was... one person who knows Rumpelstiltskin inside and out, you would be like, that crafty son of a bitch has it hidden somewhere or with him. Like, he's not going right. to just leave and, it. And I do think it's weird that Rumpelstiltskin, when leaving on a mission this important, would not break rule. Belle does not know who he is. This is the perfect time for him to be the shady motherfucker he is and take mm-hmm. that dagger back. Mm-hmm. Have yeah, all it's... your eggs in one basket. Be like in this scenario. Yes, Cora is a muck. Do you want her to find your fucking dagger? Right, a hundred percent. He knows she's around. A hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, it's just it, it is interesting, and it's weird to me that Cora doesn't. Cora assumes it's in Storybrooke. That's what's weird to me, is that she's like, oh, well, we're clearly going to be able to find it here in Storybrooke. Yeah, as opposed to being like. That motherfucker has it on him. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like that's what she should assume is happening. And maybe, like, Regina could have been like, no, no, he would have left it here. Mm-hmm. But, anyhow, doesn't matter. We're back in Manhattan. We've got a lot to cover, so we've got to buckle down. Right. My God. Okay. Emma, Gold, Henry are looking at the intercom buttons to see... They don't know which one's Gold's son. And, like, they're like, hey, Gold, do you recognize any of those names? And he's like, no. Also, I try, like, although I traffic in names, I don't know these ones. Right. So, no, I don't know anything. And 
Emma realizes, well, here it is. Apartment 407. It's name tag plates empty. And he's like, well, that could just be a vacant apartment. And she's like, no, no. My whole job is to find people who don't want to be found. And people who don't want to be found probably aren't, uh, like, broadcasting where they live. I have questions about this. Right. I have so many questions about this. We will come back to it. But I have questions about this. Right. I I just went down a weird rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. So he's in room 407. Uh-huh. I looked up Lost ABC 407, and the episode that has production code 407 was written by Kitsis and Horowitz. Of course it was. <laughs> and it's the episode in season four called Ji Young, and an episode about, I think, a father and son, from what I can tell. Interesting. It's, I don't know if that's an Easter egg, but part of me is, like, deeply inclined to call it one. They do love it, referencing back. It, and I wish I knew more about the lore of this show to understand why. Cause th- and I think this is because I did watch, like, three seasons, two seasons of Lost, mm-hmm. where every number means something. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm like, I feel like, even though in once numbers don't have importance, these cheeky bastards do it anyway because people were so invested yes i think they i think i do think they love a number because we've we've already seen them throw in some of the lost numbers to the yeah um yeah so that's features and stuff if you know the show very well um let me know if there's any significance to episode gosh season four episode seven of lost I just want to know now. I'm just deeply <laughs> curious. That's all. Continue. So Emma presses the intercom and pretends that she is UPS with a package to, to deliver. I And the intercom disconnects and Henry's like, maybe you should have pretended to be FedEx. FedEx. <laughs> Which is so funny. Comedy gold out of this child. This oh, episode. God. And they realize that Whoever is in the apartment is running. I don't know why they realize that. Like, they hear some sounds and they're like, clearly that's that man running away. I have so many things to say about the sequence of events I will refrain from saying now. <laughs> it's wild. Um, but whoever it is is trying to escape down the fire escape. So, Gold... Is like, Emma, remember that favor you owe me? This is it. Chase that man. Questions, but okay. Chase the man. So Emma chases down the man. She tackles him and is surprised to realize that it's Neil. Good golly jeepers. We met Neil many, many moons ago when he was revealed to be Henry's father. Yes, this was a thing that we knew. Yes. But this is this was a big reveal back in the day because we knew who Neil was, but we didn't know that didn't Neil know that was Rumpelstiltskin's Bay. son. Yes, we are now learning that Neil and Bay are the same person. Holy shit. Emma is completely shocked. Neil seems pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm not telling you anything. I'm not telling you a single goddamn thing until you tell me if you're Gold's son. And he's like, yeah, she's kind of like gold. You bo- 
she keeps saying you both played me this whole time. Yeah. You've been playing me this whole time. Like, she's pissed. Yeah, she's like, you were playing me. He was playing me. This has been a plan. And he's like, what the fuck? Who is Ooh. gold? And she's like, Rumble Stiltskin played me. And she's, he's like, who the fuck? What? No, no. What? Rumble Stiltskin is he here. Yelled, and he pants. You brought my father here. He's yeah, mad. he gets really mad then. So lots of yelling in this episode. Lots of yelling. So much yelling. Neil okay, panics my- and is like, you brought my father here. And she's like, I'm not talking to you until you say it's your father. And he's like, yeah, it's my father, but I'm mad at you. But we can't be sure. yelling at each other here in the middle of the street about the Enchanted Forest and all of these people. Honestly, so like, New York. No one's going to give a fuck what you're saying. Probably not. But he's like, no, no. Like, let's go. We'll go inside. We'll go to, there's a bar down the street. And she's like, I'm not going to drink with you. And he's like, there's a bar down the street. Which is how I would handle this as well. <laughs> there's a bar down the street and just kind of keep repeating it till the person yep. comes. Um, Come on. We're yep. drinking. Yep. Or at least I am. You may not want to drink, but I'm getting one. But I am my sure Because I don't want to see my dad. And that's where we leave them. But Good we're still them. in Manhattan because now we're over in the apartment, by the apartment building, where Gold and Henry are. And they're standing and waiting. Henry says, Emma's really good at catching people, so, like, Rumpelstiltskin shouldn't worry. And Gold is like, I mean, my son has been running for a really long time, so he's probably equally as good. I've got questions. Put a pin in it. My, what's fascinating to me is that Henry wouldn't know that Emma's good at catching people because how many times has she caught him running away, hiding in the mm-hmm. car, hiding in mm-hmm. the car, Zero. hiding in the car. Oh, wait, Zero. you're right. Never mind. She's really bad at catching Don't people. Why is, he, why is he saying this? Because he's 11. We learned this today. It's good. We did learn this today. Henry says, hey, thanks for that hot dog you bought me. And Gold says, hey, thanks for helping bring Emma to Storybrooke so she could break the curse. And Henry's like, hey, don't worry. I forgave Emma for, you know, putting me up for adoption. So, oh, Gold, did, did you, small child? Your son will also forgive you. And Gold is rightfully like, this, this, this is a different thing. <laughs> this is. Slightly different. Um, you are dealing with orange juice that you drink out of the carton itself. I am dealing with, like, strawberries you cannot make into juice. Exactly. Exactly. So Henry's like, hey, hey, buddy, buddy, don't worry about it because you're here and that's all that matters. No. Exactly. Nope. No, Henry. But it's coming from the mouth of a child, so I accept it yeah. because... Obviously, this is meant to be a slightly naive take on events. Yeah. I will say there are moments in here, as always, there's sometimes where it's like these writers have never spoken to a child in their life. Mm -hmm. But there are a few beats, like the the naivety, 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 naivete. I'm enjoying you trying to figure it out. The naive nature of Henry. Yeah. His naive nature really pulls through in a way where it's, like, infuriating, but it's also like, no, this is exactly the train of thought a child would have. This is 
Yeah, I would be mad at this train of thought from any adult on this show, but because it's coming from the child, I'm like, no, no, that makes sense that he's like, hey, I forgave my mom for giving me up, even though that was out of a place of goodness and out of hope for my future. Right. And obviously he doesn't have the information of like, no, Bay's loss was like wildly traumatic. Yeah, I figured it out. Mm-hmm. The line of reasoning is correct for a child. The words they choose to make him say are not. Because those are not, that is not how a child speaks, but is how a child would think. Exactly. Exactly. We're now in the bar in Manhattan that Neil was I thought you were going to say earlier. in the bog. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I forgot that part. Where are we? I'm confused. In the rare bog, the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley Um, No, we're in the bar. <laughs> Neil and Emma are talking, and he agrees to answer her questions. She asks if she he knew who she was when they met, and he says, no, I didn't know who you were when we met. If I knew, I never would have gotten involved with you. And he says, you know, and Emma's like, well, were you just using me to take the fall for the watches? And he says, no, but I found out who you were. Because I had a run-in with August Booth. And Emma is like, you sent me to jail because Pinocchio said so. There are a few moments where they remind us that she is 28, maybe 29 now, years mm-hmm. old. And I adore it. She's like, are I'm not you usually an Emma stan. But there are times where I'm like, oh yeah, no, no. This is I mean, late no. 20s lore. This is correct. Yeah. This is how I would handle things. You sent me to jail because... Pinocchio said so. She's mad about that. She's pissed. I would be too. And he's like, I was trying to help you get home. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> Hi. Um, we get a flashback. That. We get, the, fla- yeah, we we get the flashback during this. We do. We've seen half of the episode where August is like, would you like to see what's in my box? It might be my dick. And Bale's like, yeah, let's see. I would like to see it. <laughs> it's worth Let's Russian roulette little- this thing. <laughs> yes. It's worse because the angle they show it is very much like this is probably Ooh. at his crotch. <laughs> oh, what am I looking at? <laughs> it's, but it, no, and this dramatic ass motherfucker, Pinocchio, it is a typewriter with the words typed out. Mm-hmm. I know your bail fire. Yep. What a dramatic dick I, in, a a dr- <laughs> in a box. In a box. Fun fact. Here's the thing: we saw a typewriter. With the typed out words, I know you're Balefire, but actually he can just shapeshift his dick. Yep. <laughs> That's what it is. He's really good at this stuff. Yeah, that was actually his dick. Misdirection. <laughs> <laughs> so, August shows off his papery dick, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know what to say. He's like, I know you're Balefire. And then we fast flash back to Emma, who is rightfully pissed and is like, the fuck? And he's like, I was trying to help you get home. She's like, you sent me to jail. And again, Pinocchio said She doesn't so. say it out loud, but she's like, what the hell? Yeah, she, she explicitly does not mention baby or pregnancy or child or yeah, anything. Yeah, she says nothing about that. And Emma says, well, was our meeting a coincidence? And Bay is basically like... Yes, but no. 
essentially. Yeah. Like it's the like I learned with my dad. There are no coincidences. Like yeah, he's something like, brought me here. Destiny, fate, and she's a like horse. a horse. Well, yeah, because she he's actually like, more the other way around. Yeah, no, because she's like, was it fate or destiny? And he's like, no, because quite frankly, if like my father was. It's a, it's a weird convoluted logic. I couldn't quite basically, basically follow it. He's like, if this is what my father wanted, it was going to happen regardless of whatever. Like, there is no right. Faith, it was just my father faith. doing whatever the fuck he wants. Like, yeah, basically, basically, people have magic and they fuck around and make stuff happen. There is no fate. There is just dicks with power that make it happen. Exactly. And so, um, so he's like a horse. Yeah. Well, and he says something that, like, basically, like if they were together it would have stopped her from breaking the curse because they wouldn't have ended up going to Storybrooke. So, like, that part was, wasn't was Rumpelstiltskin design. Well, that's the interesting but thing. The, I was say, this is the first episode where we get Rumpel surprised. We are being told he's the puppet master of this whole mm-hmm. thing. He's orchestrating so much. This is the first time something slips from True. beneath him that catches yeah. him off guard. Exactly. Which is interesting. That Bay is so very much like there is no fate or destiny. Things just happen. Well, because, and he is kind of like, that part seems kind of faded because my, like, my my father would not have put us on the path to meet each other. Because yeah. that would have stopped his plan. Yeah. But then also makes the argument that, like, we had to, this is how he's going to find me yeah so So this had to have happened and he's just it's not fate and because without him manipulated it henry wouldn't exist and he needed henry right but neil doesn't belong to him yeah i know but it's it's weird mess it's it's a weird it's it's very strange logic rumpel needed emma to fuck someone and bear a child did not know that someone would be his son that wasn't part of the plan (laughs) no so, you know, Neil is like, there are no coincidences, but hey, we met for a reason. And, you know, yep. maybe something good came out of it. Did anything good come out of it? And Emma kind of hesitates because she's clearly thinking about Henry and then is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which blanket statement, by the way, her power is not a truth detector. So there are lots of truths here. Those don't count for fucking shit. Get off me. No, there's nothing. No, again, it's a lie detector, so right. she's not being lied to. Just reminding everyone. Reminding everyone. This is not a, oh, well, she could tell he was telling the truth. Oh, fuck off. I don't need this, like, reverse bullshit. <laughs> You've gotten very aggressive in your old age. <laughs> You're right behind me. Just, you'll, you'll, you'll start seeing it. I will forever be behind you, though. So, younger forever. Wow. Will forever. Happening. Will forever post that little still of Evie <laughs> with Mal as an aged crone on your birthday. That's fair. Honestly, it's my favorite. So it's it is it's beautiful. Um. So basically, Emma says no, nothing good came out of it. Which obviously she's lying. But I do appreciate that me saying it very funny. like she thinks about Henry and is like, nope, that was a bad thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so she says no. And he's like, hey, 
It just if might nothing be. good ever happened, why do you still wear that keychain that I gave you once upon a time? And she rips it off and is like, as a reminder to never trust anyone. Okay? Yep. Bye. And so then Emma says, you know what? It's time for you to seek gold. You, I made a deal with him. I'm keeping my end of the bargain. And he's like, you made a deal with my father. Ah! And she's like, I don't care. I'm upholding my end of this bargain. Yep. And he's like, hey, 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 how about instead you say you lost me? And then I'll go away and you never have to see me again. I like it. Solid plan. But we flash away before we find out what happens because now we're back in the Enchanted Forest where Soldier Rumble is asked by a guard to take this special cage that's got a tarp over it. And it holds a prisoner that will be used to turn the tides of battle in the Ogre Wars. Yeah. And the Soldier Wars. The Ogre's Wars is. The Ogre's Wars is, is. The soldier says, hey, be careful. It's a tricky beast. Right. He's not careful. And his curiosity gets the better of him. And he realizes that, oh, it's a very, it's a, it's a child. It's a child. Right. In the cage. And the cage, she calls his name, which he has not said and nobody has said. And he realizes, oh my goodness, this is a small child. She's asking for water. And she's got scars across her face. And Rumple is like, hey, 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 how did you know my name? (laughs) Before I give you the water, small child, how do you know my name? And she says, I'm a seer. Oh. Also, she has eyes in the palms of her hands. No. I don't like it. It, it's the same CGI as Doctor Who with the, like, moisturize me. It's bad. Well, it's, it's not gnarly. It, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, hey, water. And he's like, hey, no. No. <laughs> this is strange. Hydration is only people give information, you child. Yep, and she's like, here's all the information I know about you from your past that nobody else could have possibly known. And he goes, it's real. You are a seer. And she says, hey, hey, I can tell the future. And Rumpel resists the temptation and is like, Mm -hmm. no, I don't want to know. No, and then she's like, not even if it has to do with your wife, Mila. In her weird little echoey voice, because she's got a weird filter on her voice. Yep. And that's enough to make Rumple stop and pay attention. But Seer is like, I'm not telling you a goddamn thing till you give me water. He's very much like, I will let you dehydrate. Yeah. Rather than give you this water right now. 100%. It's... Weird, because it's water, and it doesn't seem to empower her or anything. It's not like he's been told, don't give her water. Well, I will say, it's weird that the guard is like, oh, it's a creature. He calls it a creature. Like, be careful with that creature. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. say, hey, it's a seer, and she might try to fuck with you. Don't listen to her. Like, she's very powerful. Or realize that she's probably into some Macbethian bullshit with how she says shit, so don't listen to her. Exactly. But no, no, no. She's like, I will not say more until you give me water. 
And he goes, fine, here's some goddamn water. And she goes into her little trance with her eyes out in front of her doing, you know, some excellent Wanda Scarlet Witch hand acting. And says, you are going to have a son. Your wife is with child. You're going to have a son. But your actions in battle tomorrow will make the boy grow up without a father. Sure. Rumple is upset and would like to prevent dying in battle. So he asks, Listen. well, how do I stop it? And she says, nope, can't be prevented. Sorry. <laughs> no refunds. The way she describes things, I said it before, but it's some Macbethian bullshit. Mm-hmm. She is, she's how the witches like say shit, but it's the wrong shit, but it's not wrong. It's like, no, it's, it's really it's very literal semantic genies. driven. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's very, very literal semantic. Genies. Mm-hmm. Like, if you say, no, it's like a person on the world, they'll be like, okay, you're the last person on the planet, which makes you the richest person in the world, but you're alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the monkey's paw. Mm-hmm. It's the wish that comes true, but at the cost, because it's taken so literally. And so that's her rumples like, you know what? You're lying. I don't want it. I'm taking my water back. You asshole. And she says, <laughs> you know what? Take my water. I don't fucking care. She says that it's weird. And you will know it is true when you see that the army rides, soul, uh, rides cows into battle. It made me so angry in the episode, by the way. <laughs> You know, Rumple. it made Rumple angry, too, because he gets pissed. <laughs> he gets pissed, and he throws the tarp back over her cage like a naughty bird who won't shut up. <laughs> Go the fuck to bed. Go the fuck up. to sleep. The sun has gone away. Yep. I don't know why we have to keep her in the dark. That, it doesn't seem to affect whether or not she can see. Also, she has hands that can reach outside of the cage. And those hands have eyes on them. Exactly. <laughs> the hands have eyes. The hands have eyes. Back in, it's, we we get a phone scene. So it's Emma in Manhattan and uh, Mary Margaret in Storybrooke. They're on the phone. And Emma's really upset about Neil. Rightfully so. And Mary Margaret is really surprised to learn who Henry's father is. But she's like, um, I hope you didn't call to, you know, try to get me to tell you to not tell Henry about who his father is. <laughs> Mary Margaret knows what kind of bullshit Emma's here to play. Exactly. I really appreciate it because it is kind of a very mom moment of like, I know exactly what you're calling me for you're and I will not calling, be giving in to it. You are not calling me to validate your shitty choices. Please, exactly. I swear to God. Right, because Emma's like, I just want to protect Henry. Henry And Mary Margaret's like, you just want to protect yourself. Hi. Has nothing to do with Henry. He doesn't deserve to not know. You need to tell him. Yep. It's a good moment. Basically. It's probably one of their first mother-daughter true moments. Like, they they have a few when they're trapped in Camelot-ish, but it's very much like Emma's, like, Emma's not into the mother-daughter dynamic, and Snow is. This mm-hmm. is very much, mom, I'm gonna, I, I, I want you. to do. It's yeah. like in college when I call my, I would call my mom just to be like, I ate chicken nuggets and she wouldn't pick up the phone. And I'm like, fucking let me tell you what bullshit I did today. Why aren't you answering? Right. You get mad when I don't call you, but now that I want to call you 
three times a day and tell you about what I had for dinner you don't want to hear from me? How dare you? So. You know. Back in Manhattan. Well, we're still in Manhattan, but we've left Emma on the street talking to her mother. Sure. Gold and Henry have relocated now to inside the apartment foyer. Henry wants to know why Gold is so nervous. Because he was so excited to meet his mom. Again, they're giving this kid the correct logic of a child, and I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Exactly. And Gold says, well, hey, things don't always work out the way you want them to. And Henry says, hey, the book says you can see the future. So, because sure, why not? I guess he can do that now. Fine. Sure. Rumpelstilts can see can see the fucking future. We kind of knew that, but like, only when the plot tells us so. Right. We haven't seen that for quite some time, so I had forgotten that he could see the future. Yep. But he can, because sure, why not? And Henry's like, "Hey, why don't you just look into the future and see what will happen?" And Gold says, "You know what? Seeing the inevitable can be a terrible price." The future is a puzzle with missing pieces, it's difficult to read, and it's never what you think. Mm -hmm. Emma enters and says, your son got away. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, rats. Rats. Back in Storybrooke, Belle is dazed in the hospital. (laughs) We're back with Belle. She's dazed in the hospital. She is visited by Regina. And Regina realizes that Belle has lost her memories. And she's like, Like, again... Everyone else knows this, but Regina doesn't, because once again... We didn't tell her fucking anything. No, no, we were too busy (laughs) saying, I think you murdered someone, and she was like, I didn't! I swear I didn't! And they were like, no, no, we're pretty sure you did. I was here the whole night, you can feel the TV, it's still still warm. And she's like, no, no, I didn't, and they're like, yes, yes, you did, and then they're like, oh no, you didn't, and she's like, yes, I'm well aware. Yep. (laughs) So... They haven't let her know that Belle doesn't have memories anymore. But she realizes that Belle doesn't have memories, and Belle asks if they were friends, and Regina's like, we spent some time together. Which is not a lie. Nope. It just isn't, you know. It's just a fact. There was time that we spent in the same room conversing. It's not an accurate depiction of the facts, but it is the facts. It's about as accurate as someone said, are you and low friends? And I said, oh, we spent time together. Like, that's equally yeah. as unfactual. Exactly. We've, we've, we've hung out once or twice. Yeah. So, Regina's like, hey, I need your help. I need your help finding something that belongs to Mr. Gold. To rump- to, well, first to right. Rumpelstiltskin. Then she's like, I don't know who that is. And she's like, Mr. Gold. And she's like, Fair. no. I don't know that man. I'm um, And Regina's like, this is of no use to me. So she puts her the fuck to sleep. Great. Love it. Love that journey for her. Regina uses magic to dip into uh, Belle's purse and empty out the contents. She has it floating. And she's like looking through everything. And finds a yellow index card with the numbers 915.63. Regina, Cora, and Hook search the library. 
the numbers are a Dewey Decimal Code. Fun fact, I looked up what 1915-63 would be. It is the nine, the nine hundreds are the um, are history and geography, right? And that specifically should be history and geography of Asia. I mean, listen, why we not? Looked, we paused because you know we are pausing bitches who will look at all of the set dressing. We like to know details. I like to yes. know things exactly, and so um, some of the books did seem to have titles that would lend themselves but then i saw one that was very clearly marked north america yeah it, it they're a little geographically confused yeah so you know anyway they look in the spot where the book should be on the index card and it's not there but oh no cora finds a parchment with some drawings on it some little Listen. crude drawings hidden inside where the book is. It's like an empty space. So, like, it's not even... Oh, no. Like, you have to dig through a book to find this. Yeah, it is. It, and it also just looks like parchment paper. Like, actual, like, waxy parchment paper. Yeah. Like, it has some shine to it. Like some sheen to it. Yeah. Also, important to note, it's very clearly a, tr- a map. Of some sort. Yeah. Like it's a yep. crudely drawn map. And it's really important to me that you note that and write it down and pay attention to it because they pull it out and Hook looks at it and he's like, ah, no one but a pirate would know that this is a map. He's a menace. I'm sorry. That man is a menace. It looks like a five-year-old drew a map. Yeah. There is yeah. nothing about that picture that does not say map. Yeah. You could show that to me out of complete goddamn nowhere and be like, what is this? And I would look at it and go, is it a map? R- right? Is it a treasure what? map? Because it looks what like a treasure map. Else do they think that it is? I don't what? know. Why is he What does here? he think that they think that it is? <laughs> He's like, surely their woman brains only perceive the scribbles. They think this you is know what? Listen. prehistoric writing. Listen. I don't know. I hate him. I hate him so much. But, great news. We are going to flash over, still in Storybrooke, to one of the most iconic scenes of all goddamn time. Oh, it's a... It, again, the, this stretch of episodes that we're in are just all perfection this is so much fun because mary margaret and david are sitting in the apartment sitting in her loft talking about the phone call that mary margaret just had with emma and david's like wait so rumpelstiltskin is henry's grandfather and she mary margaret is like correct yes yes that is that is what i have told you and he goes but I'm his grandfather. He looks so offended and <laughs> upset. Like, so wait, upset. but I am. But I'm, I'm slightly grandpa. confused. Slightly confused by this. And she goes, I just love that she goes, well, you can have more than one. 
You know, maybe he's confused because he's two people technically, but really just one because James died and now he's James. So maybe he just doesn't quite know anymore. He doesn't really know how family trees work. He's like, surely you only get one parent at a time. Yeah. And so he's like, but I'm grandpa. And so I was like, well, you can have more than one of those. Yep. And he's like, nope, not here. But then, so there's like sitting there trying to puzzle it out so henry's step grandmother no 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 is is regina but she's also his adopted mother and like i'm sorry same david i feel your pain sir Uh uh-huh you do personally i related to this on a personal level because i was like same he's I I appreciate this scene because even the show was like, yeah, we know we made some weird fucking choices here and we need to address it. (laughs) We can't get away with not addressing this or we're going to go on to some Game of Thrones incest bullshit. And they will. Good God. So David is busy puzzling and is like, well, great. You know what? It's a really good thing Thanksgiving's not a thing in our world because- listen. That family dinner would be awkward. And Mary Margaret's like, no, no, wait. Maybe, maybe being a family would calm us all the fuck down. Yeah, imagine. They're all sitting around the table. I don't know whose house it is because their house maybe doesn't have a kitchen table. Like, it does, but it's very small. It won't fit everyone. No. They're sitting there with the turkey. They say, okay, Mr. Gold, use the dagger to carve the turkey. Carve It'll the turkey. be great. And the beast himself, the crocodile, carved <laughs> the roast beast. <laughs> yeah, that's how it would happen. Yeah. Um, back in Manhattan, Gold gets frustrated, <laughs> so he breaks into his son's apartment. Oh. That's it. That's the scene. <laughs> you know, advice. If you're worried that your estranged child may not want to see you, a really good way to change the scenario and make it so he really trusts and is happy to see you uh, is to break into his personal space. Yeah, absolutely. Break in and wait. And Emma's like, yep. no, we should not do this. And he's like, yes, I fucking should. I already did it. I already did <laughs> I already it. Done it's done. It, so, <laughs> sorry. You're bad. Um, we go over to the Enchanted Forest. Rumple sees a bunch of wounded soldiers returning from battle and one of the like, supervising soldier says, well, these are the lucky guys. And he's like, how the fuck are they lucky? I think they would beg to disagree. And he's like, well, they're alive and they get to go home. This is the Sounds- only way you leave the Ogre Wars alive, is if you are injured mm-hmm. too badly to fight. Yep. Rumple clearly takes this to heart. When the sergeant arrives and is like, hooray, fresh Supplies from the Duke. Who the fuck is the Duke? (laughs) What? I don't want to get into this. I don't want to get into this. (laughs) Who the fuck is the Duke? I don't want to get into how there are simultaneously multiple kingdoms and one. Fifteen kings, but also just one evil queen. A Duke, but also King Midas, who could break all of the economy (laughs) of the world. Like, I don't want to get into this. There's so many. I have so many questions. Who the fuck is the Duke? But the Duke has sent supplies and they're going to be riding into battle and rumple's like oh my god oh my god we're riding what are we riding and he's like horses fuck is wrong with you horses (laughs) and he's like oh okay haha 
that seer lied to me. And he's like, great, go grab a cow. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> and Rumpel's like, what? What did you say? And he's like, a saddle. They're made of leather, you They're made fucker. of la- leather. We call them the cows. And this is where we come to, as D says, Macbethian bullshit. She said, you'll ride on cows, which is an... You, any normal person would go, oh, like riding on top of cattle. Right. This year, I believe, I. this is where I get... It gets crunchy, because how does this work? Does she just see, like, glimpses, like, of words that she has to interpret? Or is she seeing them riding on saddles and goes, you know what? This will be fun. I'm going to well, say riding on cows. It's very, it, it it genuinely does feel like it's very much a nod to the witches in Macbeth. In that, oh yeah, like, they say that Macbeth cannot be harmed by anyone of woman born. And then, mm-hmm. oh no, he was born by C-section. Yep. Like, and Macbeth can't be beaten until a great Burnham. I have it pulled up right now because I was like, I can't I remember what the woods right are. Now. I can't remember what the woods are. But they say the great, and he can't be beaten until the great Burnham Wood to High Dunnestain comes. Yep. And so he's like, haha, you can't move a wood. Yeah. So I'm safe. And then all of the soldiers pick up pieces of tree to cover them as they go. Yep. So it's very much like, I'm going to tell you in plain words, and you're just going, I'm going to let you assume their meaning. Yep. So he's like, oh, we'll be riding on cows. That's nonsense, because you don't ride cows. But that being said... Cows are is a slang for a saddle in this mm-hmm. particular spot. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, has anyone ever I didn't heard that look before? That up. I didn't look that. I'm up. gonna look it up now. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Cow saddle is another term for a condom. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's actually that's enough of that. That's enough internet for the day. <laughs> Well, well, now I want to know what she thought they were writing. <laughs> you know, the future is a giant puzzle, and sometimes you don't see all the pieces low. <laughs> I don't, it, okay, well, um, yeah, that's, hmm. hmm. This is where we are. This is, this is what has occurred. Okay, well, um, now, now that we've explored the Macbethian bullshit right, right. this prophecy, Rumpel is very clearly upset by this. Understandably so. Because he realizes that the prediction is coming true, and he will leave his child fatherless if he rides into that battle. So he goes and rushes to find the seer, but it's too late. She's gone somewhere. I don't know. We don't know. We won't find out. She's just gone. Right. She's not in her cage anymore. Maybe eaten. Who's to say? Rumble panics. Because now he's afraid. And then doing what is perhaps the dumbest thing he's ever done. 
sees a sledgehammer, picks it up, and this is, like, it's not gory. We've seen gorier scene with Red. But this is perhaps one of the most grotesque things that once does. Yeah. Because he picks up that hammer and he hobbles himself. He brings that hammer down on his foot and you don't see the hammer hit or anything. But, like, we watch this man fully shatter his leg in some way or his ankle or his foot. Right. Right. It's it's icky. It's, it's, I mean, and we watch him scream in pain and, like, there's part of me that's, like, I'm glad that it's not shown as, like, something trivial. Right. But also, oh my god. (laughs) That's a lot. That was, that was a lot, just because it's not something you come to expect from this show. No. Like, again, they sometimes surprise us with just, like, extreme violence. Right. So, he's maimed, um, and writhing on the ground in pain. He's done this in full view of everyone, which is the dumb part. Like... Right. I don't... I, the falling to the the may the hobbling himself the the that feels an act of desperation that I understand. It's the yeah that he doesn't wait to not be in front of everybody because it's, like if you broke your foot out of sight of everyone else, you could say it was an accident. You could say that something you fended off a fucking ogre. You could say any sort of thing. And make it up when you are out of pain that won't leave you with this tinge of cowardice that we are now going into. Yep. This taint. Like, you will have, you would probably be discharged honorably if you were injured in some way that seemed honorable. And you'd be sent home a hero who was lucky enough to make it out alive. But no, he does it in full view of everybody. So. Good job. Congrats. I don't know what to say about that. Um, That's just a fun thing we like to say. Yeah, you know, sorry. Sorry you, you shattered your foot. Back in Manhattan, Gold is searching Neil's apartment. And Emma's like, you shouldn't be doing this. You need to stop. And he's like, shut up and keep looking. Yep. We're looking. But then he realizes that Emma's really focused on this dream catcher that's hanging in the, the apartment. And we recognize it as the dream catcher from Tallahassee. Right. That was hanging, that they found in the motel room. That's like their symbol. Right. Right. Her it's symbol of love with Neil. And during this, while they're mm-hmm. searching, she says, Henry, go into the bathroom. Well, yeah, because he, because Gold is like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, it's nothing. It's it's nothing. Yeah. And he's like, no, you won't put it down. It's clearly something. And she's like, it's nothing. And Gold gets really upset. And he's like, you are lying to me. You're lying to me right now. And that's when I was like, Henry, go into the bathroom. <laughs> right. But my problem with that is, this is a shitty New York apartment. Are they... A famously soundproof Manhattan bathroom? I guess. I don't know. Like, the bathroom's maybe through the bedroom because it seems like it's maybe, like, 
a living space with a divided bedroom space and the bathrooms through that. But still, no, he'd be able to hear. That's the weird thing. I guess it's the only place you can, could send him. Because you're not going to send him into the hallway. It's the stick your fingers in your ears and go la 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 la. I would consider seeing with Henry just in the corner going la la la. I've considered and I like it a lot. I would prefer it that way. I think it'd be amazing. Or if she was just like, you know what? Here's some headphones. Fucking listen to Baby Shark. Like I don't, some, I don't know what we're listening to in 2010 for the kids. What like, are the 11 year olds listening to right now? Kids Bop. Great. Here's some Old Town Road. <laughs> like I just think there'd be something so great about like. You're still going to see us yelling, but just listen to this. <laughs> and then we just get it from Henry's perspective where we've got just baby watching shark them fight. there. <laughs> just watching them yell at each other. It would be amazing Magic. comedy. Magic. But no, she's like, Henry, go to the bathroom. And he's like, okay, proceed. <laughs> I will go to the bathroom, I guess. So she and Gold get into this argument, and he's like, you're lying, and she's like, no, I'm not, and he's like, you're lying to me, you know my son. And things are starting to escalate, because she's like, you're not gonna do anything, you can't hurt me, and he's like, you don't have your magic, and he's like, I don't need my fucking magic, I will hurt you with this cane. Yep. I have this, we have seen what I can do with this, so but we will see more in the Lacey episode, he oh, really yes, is good will. with that cane. I don't like the words you just said. Put it back in your mouth. Uh, teaser. Lacey is also horny for crime. Lacey and Emma are more similar than we might have thought. You're not wrong. Wait, but I don't like that because that insinuates Emma's horny for Mr. Gold. Oh no, oh no. Let's get out of this rabbit hole. Anyway, anyway, go okay. go with words that right, are better than this. We've, we've, we've threatened Emma with the cane. Mm. Things are escalating. And she's not at all turned on by it. She's no, not horny for crime. She's not horny for this right now. This is a crime she is not horny for. Mm-hmm. So she's like, no, I don't like this. And Gold's like, I'm going to smack you with this cane. <laughs> and she's like, no, you are not. I wish, I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> I really would prefer you not. But the door swings open. And Neil bursts in. And is like, leave her alone. And Gold is stunned. This is true. Because it's his son in the flesh here in the apartment. We go back to the Enchanted Forest where Rumple just is like limping his way home. His foot is in some sort of splint. Right. And... So he is, has been made to walk home? As one does. Maybe he was sent home on a on a wagon, but was only could only get dropped off at a certain point. So he's limping his way home, and he bursts into the door and is like, Mila's holding a baby, and he's like, what's his name? He doesn't even say hello. He's like, what's <laughs> his name? It's insane to me. Considering we did the timelining here, this is a, a full baby. It he's is been gone. Baby. Like he's obviously been gone for over a year. He's been gone for at least maybe nine a year. Months. Like months. This is maybe a two month old baby. I'll give. Like a month, right. Two I months. Th- it's not a newborn. 
No, I think I think we're like nine. We'll, we'll you're say probably ten safe months. to assume it's with TV magic ten months. Yeah, because they're not going to use a fresh baby. That's true. So that he has not seen her at all, and at all in at least nine months. Mm-hmm. And he storms in the room and says, "What's his name? What's his name?" No, hello, my lovely, wonderful wife who ch- gave birth to my child alone. It's the fact that he goes from, like, this bravado of, like, Mila, this will make me not a coward like my father. This will be great, to What's what his name? Like, like and, his vocal range changes when he shatters his ankle. And maybe okay. it's from all the screaming and howling and pain, but he suddenly has a different register his of damaged his vocal cords. <laughs> Let, yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. So he hobbles and is like, what's his name? And she just looks at him with absolute disdain. She hates him. She hates him so clearly. And he's like, what's his name? And she's like, it's Balefire. And he's like, oh, a good strong name. And she's like, yeah, he's going to need it to, you know, (laughs) deal with the fact that he's got a fucking coward of a father. (laughs) Got to live with you as a dad. Fucking uh, idiot. She says that. It's weird. Like, what? And she's like, is it true? Did you harm yourself just to get sent home? And he says, yes, but a seer told him he would die if he stayed. And she's like, you did that on the strength of of a seer? Like, the fuck is wrong with you? And... You didn't leave because of that. You left because you're a fucking coward. She says you're a fucking coward and it's weird. It is weird. No, but I mean, I will say she does not say it, but she does act it. Yes. There are so many F-bombs just laced in this woman's acting. She ma- she does a lot of mouth acting. She does. It's a lot of a lot of expression coming from she- her mouth chops off a lot of hard consonants with her mouth and lips and Mm -hmm. over enunciates Mm -hmm. and she is pissed because he left because he was afraid and he's a coward just like his father and rumple says he did it to save their son from growing up without a father because that's what his dad did to him and he doesn't want to do it to their son and she says well, you know what? You sent it to an even worse fate growing up with you as a dad. Fantastic. Wow. So we've um, fully 180. And Rumple is like, well, what was I supposed to do? And she's like, <laughs> you could have fight. You could have died. You should have died. Which is it's weird. She's Wild. Like, don't fight. Don't die. Don't leave. And Wild. Now she's like, why'd you not die? You should have gone and died. Like, what the fuck? I wish you had died. Truly. That's what she says. Like, I wish you had stayed. I wish you had died. Basically. Like, her memoir memoir would have been called, I'm glad my husband died. Mm Mm-hmm. No, because she's like, whatever. And she hands him the baby and just storms out. And Rumpel's left holding his son and saying he will never, ever leave him. Ironic, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> isn't it, though? Ain't that just the way? Ain't that just the way? We go back to Manhattan for another iconic scene. One of my favorites. Oh, 
Oh, it is. This one is one this, of my. See, this episode is just jam packed with faves. Because mm-hmm. God, do I love that family tree scene. Oh, right now we're absolutely. Back, we're back in the apartment. Gold asks Neil if he came back for him, and Neil's like, "The absolutely the fuck not. No. Um, I came to no. make sure that Emma wasn't being punished because she didn't keep your, her end of the deal. Right. And Gold wants to talk, but Neil says, nope, absolutely not. Get out. Emma tries to intervene, but Neil won't hear it. She, he's just like, nope, you need to go. Gold's yep. gotta go. My dad has to go. And Gold realizes that they know each other more than just that. I knew you looked at that dream catcher in a weird way. (laughs) You stand longingly at it for a second too long. Exactly, because he's like, you know each other. And Emma's like, you sent me after him. And he's like, no, no, no. You know each other biblically. biblically. (laughs) Get out of my brain. I'm not even looking, if you wrote biblical, I'm not even looking at your notes right now. Nope, I didn't. Amazing. And that was just where off we the dome. Right? <laughs> no, he was like, you know each other biblically, I know this now. And at this moment, Henry enters and is like, Mom, what's going on? Stay in the bathroom, kid. <laughs> and Emma's like, go back to the bathroom. And Neil's like, what the fuck? What the what's fuck this? is that? That's a child, Neil. That's a kid. It's a human kid. A human child, Neil. He's like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? And, you know, Emma says, that's my son. And tries to get Henry to go back to the bathroom. You know, as one does. (laughs) Yep. Go back to the bathroom, Henry. And Henry, like, kind of goes, okay. And, like, starts to, and Neil is like, how old is he? How old is he? Okay. How old are you, kid? I, how old are you? I am suddenly very angry and wanted to pause you for you to the, the, the climax the, of this the mas- part. Yes. The masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, because Neil would have known how long she had in jail because Pinocchio told him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He knows that she was only with him unless she cheated on him when they were together and making their plans to run away. Yeah. They were together for a significant amount of time, it is implied in the Tallahassee timeline. Mm-hmm. I don't think he needs to ask this child how old it is to go, oh, it's a kid older than eight, older than six. It's probably mine. Because <laughs> she's only been out of jail, what, is it like five years that she had? I think it was a five-year sentence or something. Yeah. I they, mean, I I think it's more of a, be, I, because of his acting, because of the actor's acting, it does strike me more as a, um, like, just a shock Oh, question. absolutely. Like, but it's very funny. Like, you don't need to ask the child how old he is. No, you know is what's going old, on, but it's is very older much. than a kindergartner? If, if so... You know it's yours, bud. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I want to hear your whole delivery because this is a beautiful scene and deserves full attention. Continue. It is perfect because Neil, again, I th- I do think he's just, like, dumbstruck. Like, right. he's, it's not that he's genuinely asking, except he's trying to get, cl- like, 
actual confirmation that what he knows is true is true. Because yep. there's I something know that you know. Yeah, there's some there's something in his delivery, God bless him, that is very much like he realizes what is exactly what exactly at. is going on, but nobody said it, it out loud. So something he's like, hinky is going. How old on. are you? Hey, hey, hey! How old are you, kid? How old are you, kid? How old are you, kid? And finally, Henry just turns around and goes, "Eleven! <laughs> Don't you love?" When characters yell their age at you, so you never have to wonder how old is this kid. It's my favorite line in the whole series. Oh, I wish, I wish he yelled his name out more because after this point, I never know how old he is. Exactly. This is the last time I know his age. Exactly. Except also, for season seven when he goes to college. Also, when the fuck did he turn eleven? We don't celebrate birthdays in Storybrooke. Okay. I'm sorry. He was too busy being in the red room. It felt weird to celebrate after all that. We didn't have time. We didn't there have was, like, time Cora. between the Cora. Archie died. The, yeah. The Wraith. The, ra- that was, the Wraith was thing. actually his birthday. Happy birthday, kid. Blow oh. out the candle. Oh, no, that's not a candle. Oh, it's shit, a Wraith. That's a Wraith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Remember, Regina did make him a giant <gasps> cupcake. Maybe that was his birthday. <laughs> Imagine at your birthday, your mom is entangling you to the bed and shoving a magical cupcake in your face. It's fine. It's fine. Happy birthday, Henry. Henry's turned 11, guys, Um, somewhere along the lines. Henry's 11 now, and he screams it. And uh, also, why is everyone shouting? <laughs> That's what he wants to know. Yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. So, Neil realizes what is happening. What right. might be happening. And he's like, Emma, is that my son? And Henry's like, nah. My dad was a firefighter and he's dead. I only like my dad's dead and heroic. Exactly. Bye. Much like I like my coffee. So- dead and heroic. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil is like, Emma. Is that my son? And Emma goes yep. up and cups Henry's face. You know, something that just, I, I have a whole story about this. But just cups his face, Henry's face, and is like, yes. Like, gives him a very sorrowful look. And this just reminds me of this time. I was at my aunt and uncle's wedding, and my aunt and uncle have been together for years and years and years and years and years. Many, 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 many moons. My whole life. Right. They got finally got married when I was in college. And I went to their wedding and, you know, it was the wedding. They got a little shwasty. Right. And so, you know, they were, they came up to me and they were talking to me. And my uncle very like, you know, they're, they were being very doting because they were drunk. Yeah. My uncle was like, gosh, you know, you're just, you're just, you're a cool person. We're so happy you're our niece, blah, blah, blah. My family gets very verbose when yes. we drink, in case my you favorite. could not have told. It is my favorite. And so, he's just going on and on and on, and he goes, finally, it's just like, gosh, it kind of just makes you want a kid, doesn't it? And my aunt just, like, grabs my face, and, like, so genderly strokes my cheek. She's so gingerly, like, tenderly stroking my cheek, looking at me so lovingly, and she just goes, no. <laughs> it's my favorite story. <laughs> that was the 
I had to walk away because I was laughing so hard. That's too so funny. much love and adoration. No, no. I've, I've never lo- been looked at with so much love in somebody's eyes. Like, she very clearly was so happy I was there and whatever, but she was just like, no, <laughs> not enough. <laughs> Thank you. Which I respect. I respect that a lot. But it just, it very, Emma's grabbing of Henry's face, it's much more sorrowful when she says, yes, this is your son. But it does remind me of that a little bit, of just the, like, tender no. touch of the face and the quiet affirmation or denial. So, yes, <laughs> yes it is his son. And um, that's upsetting. That's upsetting to everyone involved. Right. So Henry is very clearly pissed and kind of yeets himself out the window onto the fire escape. (laughs) It's just out the window. Again. The the image that Lowe painted was in Cinderella 2 Dreams Come True. Or is it Cinderella 3 Twisting Time? It's one of those two. One Mm -hmm. of the knockoff sequels where Prince Charming, the, the king goes... Don't take another step down those stairs. I think it's Cinderella 3. Mm-hmm. I think that is out. Yeah. He's standing there and the king says, don't take another step down those stairs. And the prince looks over at the window, looks at his dad, and then fucking yeets himself out the window. <laughs> just throws himself out the window. It's very much what Henry does. It just, yep. He like looks at Emma, gets upset, and just bolts out the window. Yep. Great. Emma goes after him, which leaves Gold and Neil inside the apartment. Very awkward. Gold just wants a chance to be heard. And Neil's like, no, get out. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yep. But Gold says, hey, you came back for Emma to make sure that she upheld her end of the deal. Her deal is technically not done until I've spoken to you. So... You only have one choice right? if you want that to happen. And so Neil's like, fine, you get three minutes. Okay. Which is so much more than he deserves. Oh, fully. Also, you might want to just check in with Emma and be like, hey. Like, just stick your head out the window and be like, hey, number one, I know you're upset. Um, I'm going to let you deal with that. But, like, Mm -hmm. my dad says... (laughs) Our deal isn't over. Your deal isn't over till I speak with him. Is that true? Yeah. Like, just check. Back in Storybrooke, Greg is now in the hospital. We're in the hospital again. Greg's in the hospital. He's on the phone with her, presumably, again. The mysterious her. And he says, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm better. But, and I've been cleared to leave, but I plan to stick around for a while. And she clearly kind of, like, questions it. And he's like, no, no, check this out. And emails her a video of Regina from earlier, like, levitating all of the contents of Belle's bag. Right. And just going, which, Regina, baby, she she's asleep. Babes. Babes. She's asleep. Just use your hands. Yeah, you don't need to be this, like, what? To which so purpose being dramatic. So I know dramatic. you're really happy you have your magic back and we're happy for you. Like, levitate but, the purse to you and then start digging in it. Yeah. Just to save yourself the walk around the bed. But, like... But, in her defense, 
I don't think she knows that there is a stranger they need to worry about. Because, again, she has barely been informed that she was framed for murder. So. Yeah, so she, how is she supposed to know what we should and shouldn't be doing in this town? No one tells her anything. Exactly. Exactly. So, Hook locates, we, we are flashed over to Hook and Cora and Regina. Hook locates the Jagger. Cora says, like, great job, buddy. We'll take it from here. And Hook is like, hey. 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 No. Guys. Guys, that was, I'm supposed to get my revenge. I You can't leave me out. You never would have guessed it was a map if you never not for would have me. guessed that map was a map if I hadn't looked Goose. at it and said I was a it was a map. You would have thought you, it was a not map. You goose. You you gander. <laughs> you absolute gander. Absolute in front of any any noun makes a great insult. Yep. So he's annoyed and Cora looks at him and is like, yeah, okay, um, bye. And flings him back telekinetically. He falls back onto the floor. He's Yay, knocked unconscious. Florian. Florian. This is one of many in a run. We've we were joking about it, but I feel like these next few episodes, he spends a lot of time on the goddamn ground. Too much. He spends I, a lot of time on the ground. Is he on the Buckburn? With the with ground? The yeah. Not yet. That was two. I guess. I guess the floor can the floor consent. (laughs) Floor cannot consent, nor can it create tension of any sort. I would not say this is a tension. He's not a good. You know what? Here's the thing. He's not a good enough actor that I would say he has chemistry with, like a lamp. This isn't like a Mad Max situation where you're like, you know what? They might have chemistry. Exactly, like where you're just like not oh, Mad that Max. Is... What is it? Um, is it Mad Max? No, is that the name of the movie? The the Channing Tatum is he's a dancer. That's called Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw the movie. To be fair, I would like everyone. Mad Max is a very <laughs> different film. <laughs> Magic Mike Mad Max moment with the floor. And never living that down. No, I'm not. It's fine. (laughs) Never living that down. Regina and Cora start walking away, but Regina questions Cora's motives. Like, why are we doing this? This feels like now he's sad and unconscious. That's accurate. And also, 
yeah, we could have gone out into the real world and killed Rumpelstiltskin if we wanted to. But Cora says, no, no, the plan is to get the dagger so that when right. he comes back to Storybrooke, we'll have control of the dagger, which means we'll have control of the Dark One, which means we can order the Dark One to kill Snow White oh. and Charming and Emma, and all of your enemies will be gone, but you won't have done it, so you will be blameless. What a nice mama. And that's how we'll get Henry back. I want my Henry back, Henry back, Henry back. I want my Henry back, Henry back, Henry back. Henry! (laughs) Eleven years old. Beautiful. Thank you. First, Regina is not on board with this idea, but then she kind of seems to warm to it. And they walk off. Back in Manhattan, Emma and Henry are out on the fire escape. Well, really, they're on a fire escape set on a green screen. Yep. And... Egregiously so. So bad. They are keyed out so poorly. So they're talking about Neil, and Henry wants to know why she didn't tell him about his dad. But when she tries to explain, he's like, I could have handled the truth. You lied to me. And he's really upset. Shut up, you're 11. He's really upset because she lied to him, just like Regina always did. So we agree that he's, again, preface, Regina has never done anything wrong. Correct. But he is comparing a woman who has removed hearts, lied to him his entire existence. Gaslit him into thinking he was insane. Crazy. Correct. With a woman who said, "Hmm, his dad is a not good person that sent me to jail and I would like to protect him. Right. And I don't foresee a future with him in my life. I don't want him in my life. I don't foresee a future where he will ever meet this child. Correct. Like, could she have said he was a guy I knew and it was a one night stand? Yeah, Yeah. I guess. And that maybe that wouldn't have upset. Maybe it's the fact that he thought his dad was dead. Maybe. Is he mad because his dad's not a firefighter? I don't know. He's 11. That's possible. <laughs> so, so that's fair. You know, I mean, it is It is one of those things where I'm like, maybe if you hadn't said he was dead, it would feel better. Where it was like, oh, you know what? I just, maybe if she had said, I don't know really who he was. That could yeah. have been. That's not a lie because she didn't know who he was. She didn't know he was Bay. There there were ways. She didn't have to. She did. I will say she did not have to make up this story about. And I get, I get that she wanted him to look up to him or whatever. And say, you know, have a have a somebody to look up to. Because she didn't think she was ever going to get caught in a lie. But at the same time, like, don't lie to kids. No, you don't have to. You don't have to give every grisly grizzly detail but like you should probably tell them right the the majority of it so i I do understand why henry's mad but again the levels are are off but he's sensitive because say you're just like regina right but he's oversensitive because he was gaslit for you know 11 years as she kept saying, no, no, of course that child was in your class last year. 
You're not getting Why? older while everybody else stays the same age. No, no. You just don't remember them. They sat in the back yes. of the room. Yeah, you just went through a growth spurt. Yeah. You know, everyone grows differently. Exactly. They're just all, you know, a little short. Late bloomers. Uh-huh. So, Emma apologizes and Henry says, I want to meet my dad. And Henry, or Emma says, okay, fine. Back inside the apartment, Gold tries to explain to Neil why he's done what he's done. And Neil sure. like, I just do not care. Which he's made very clear throughout this. Gold wants to bring... This is Gold's plan. This is Gold's plan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay this out for you. He says, Neil, come back with me to Storybook, where I have my magic, a thing that right. he, Neil consistently hated that you had. Right. Like, that was the whole thing. That's why you got Let's separated. Let's go to the land without magic. You don't want, I don't want you to have the dark one in, in you anymore. We should go somewhere without magic. That's the only way to get rid of it. Let's vamanos. Let's vamanos. Oh, no. We've been separated. You lost your son. So, Gold's plan is... Come back with me to Storybook where I will have my magic. I can uh-huh. turn back time. If I could turn back time. We can start over and I can make you 14 again. Absolutely not. Who the fuck wants to be 14 again? Absolutely not. Here, son, come back to Storybook where I can turn you back to the age where you will be hiding your masturbation furiously in the shower. Absolutely. Because you're 14 not. years old and going through puberty. Like I, no. No. Absolutely not. Who says, come back with me and I will turn you into a 14-year-old again? Like, think it. Don't tell him your plan, if anything. <laughs> That's not going to win him over. Come with me. I will make it so your balls have just started to drop. God. <laughs> What? No. Terrible plan. Who would agree to this? No one. No one. No, no sane one would human. say, yes, you know what I would like to experience again? Puberty. That. That's what I want to experience. Also, poor Bay, 14 years old, dropped into a strange world with no one. Oh. Just agreed. going through agreed. puberty by himself without any sex ed because he's from no. the Enchanted Forest. Well, if you recall, he's dropped in, like, circa 1800s London. So that's yeah, so. where he's going through puberty, first of all. <laughs> terrible. Overwhelmingly terrible. All around terrible. Yeah. So, anyhow. For some reason, Neil does not take kindly to this deal to go back to puberty land. Huh. Um, and Gold is like, no, 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 you once loved me. And Neil is like, yeah, you were once a good man. You're not anymore. Right? <laughs> so, nah. And he basically fills gold in on what it felt like to right. be dropped into this other realm and to, like, watch your father let go of you, basically. Which is truly heartbreaking. And basically says, like, I dream about that every night. Like, about... Dangling above that portal, and you let me go, and you wouldn't come with me. Last thing I see before I go to bed. Every night. Every night. This, that was traumatic for me. 
And uh, no. And Gold tries to apologize and he's like, no, absolutely not. You're not apologizing nope, not for that. Today. Nope. Back in the Enchanted Forest, Rumpelstiltskin, now the Dark One, he's just lost Bay. He's upset. He finds the seer again. She's old now, by which I mean she's in Convenient. her like 20s, 30s, something like that. And Rumpelstiltskin accuses her of leaving out some important oh. details. And she's like, it wouldn't have mattered because you couldn't have changed your fate. So Rumpelstiltskin chokes her, as one does. Right. That's how he handles most of his things. Truly. So she searches the future for his son and tells him that he will find Balefire. But it won't be an easy path. It will require a dark curse that will be cast by someone else and broken by someone else. So she can't tell him more. Her powers aren't that strong. She Even she can't see more than that. So Rumpelstiltskin chokes her again. Right. And she's like, you can see the path that you must take, but only if you take my burden away from me, you have to take the powers of seeing the future. And he's like, okay. And they join hands and the seer screams and it's uncomfortable. It is. It's an uncomfortable scream. It, it is just a little bit too charged it, for comfort yes that's a nice way it, of putting it yeah yeah we'll just leave that there so back in manhattan emma tells neil henry wants to meet him and he confronts her about not telling him that about henry emma yeah. doesn't deny it she says hey go talk to him but also don't break his heart and yeah. Neil says, I'm not going to do what my father did to me. Don't worry about Ooh. it. And Emma's like, hi, you did the exact same thing that your dad did Literally. to you to me. So yep. forgive me if I don't trust you on that. But they agree that they should avoid doing that to Henry. So Henry should not experience that. He should go talk to Henry. Don't break his heart. Whatever. Neil goes yeah. outside and talks to Henry. Henry introduces himself, and Neil says, hey, I'm sorry for taking so long to meet you. Gold is watching from the window. Sure. In the Enchanted Forest, we're back. He's waving through a window. He is. Well, he's looking suspiciously through a window. Doesn't rhyme as well. No. Or like Doesn't have the nice well. sil. Not as the nice syllables Elabic. that we need to play with. So, back in the Enchanted Forest, the power from the seer is transferring and she's still screaming moaning Mm. it's Mm. it's a sound it is a sound um but the power is too much for rumpel and he can't see what he needs to the seer basically says the exact same thing that rumpel said earlier this future is a puzzle and he will in time be able to see what he needs to see he'll learn to separate it from, right. like, what will be from what can be. Which is a bullshit way of saying we haven't decided if this shit is predetermined or not. Yeah, that's fair. Because if there's stuff that what will be and it must be, but also there's stuff right. that can be, that means, yeah. oh, we can say it was predetermined if we need it to be, but it, it could also not be predetermined. Yes, they've given us a plot piece while also not giving us a plot piece. Correct. So, 
the seer collapses to the ground. You have her orgasm so hard you die. Because... All the time. That is what is occurring, apparently. She collapses onto the ground. She is clearly about to die, but she feels relief at this. And she says, in gratitude for the release and freeing her from this burden, she will give him one more piece of the puzzle. Rumpel will find his son, but he will be uh, helped by a boy. And the boy who takes him Mm -hmm. to his son will be more than he appears. That boy will be Rumpelstiltskin's undoing. Okay. Sounds good. And Rumpel the Dark One, in a moment that for some reason is not played for comedy, (laughs) even though it is one of the funnier moments, she dies and he's like, well, I'll just have to kill him. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds easy to me. It's it's interesting to me that it's not played for comedy because Robert Carlo feels like he's almost playing it for comedy and just in like that he's like yeah yeah he's well he's just so like matter of fact about it like hmm, yeah like, boy okay, that sounds like an issue. inconvenience I'll just have, I have to kill, to kill him. this yeah sorry I'm just gonna have to kill this kid back in Manhattan we see him looking out the window again and we realize the boy that led gold to his son is Henry. Oh, you'll just have to kill him. Gold has to kill Henry. Oh, man. Thanksgiving's are going to be awkward. That is going to (laughs) be awkward at Thanksgiving. David was right. Uh huh. Have some wine. Thank you. I will. I finished mine, so I won't. It was a long summary. There was so much going on in there. There was. And honestly, as far like, yeah, there are things like, they gave us plot without giving us, like, they gave us plot conventions without plot conventions. Mm-hmm. But by and large, a fairly buttoned up episode as far as what yeah. we're doing and what the plot purpose is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, didn't feel like there were a ton of loose strings necessarily. Yeah, um, like, no no loose strings. I'd say my big grievance is that they had no, they couldn't think of a single damn better way to give us this plan, Rumpelstiltskin's master plan, than a seer that we never see again. Right. I'm I, I'm like at that point you might as well have just thrown it in an orb that he read. Yeah. An oracle. Yeah. Like I don't know. A prophecy a, that he a scroll that he read. Yeah. I don't you know, know, it's just I wish we'd either seen more from the seer later or, you know, and seen her involved in other kid other people's lives. Right. Somehow if if we're going to go that route or right you know there was or if we got more of Rumpelstiltskin being able to see the future cuz we did know that we he yes. could see the future from the time he was the dark one because we know with the Emma scroll that he could right. see the future yes but he doesn't like to use it very often cuz it's messy cuz it's messy which is fair i just wish we'd get it a little bit more Yes. Where it makes sense that, like, oh, either this is a huge burden on him, or it was a huge yeah. burden for her, and then he took it and he's like, ah, I don't fucking care. I don't care about consequences and stuff, so. Right. Whatever. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. I have one thing in particular I super, super want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's not even going to be that big of a thing, but, um, why did Neil run? 
And I want to unpack this for what it is. So they go, they mm-hmm. push the button, and she says, UPS. Mm-hmm. He bolts. Mm-hmm. She goes over him, catches up to him, and he goes, Emma! And he's a little bit shocked and startled, and then later goes, you brought my father? So I have a few things to unpack here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The first is, the implication is he hears Emma say UPS in bolts. Right. Making one assume, since we don't think he has visual eyes on this lobby area, that he hears her voice and recognizes it and goes, oh shit, Pinocchio told me to leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Fine. Let's get past that. Let's assume he maybe he doesn't recognize her voice and he's just paranoid. And every time the UPS comes, he goes, ah, they're at it again. And he runs. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so, that is the, that, I think that's right. the latest answer. Is he... So let's, we'll, we'll run with that. However, that gets weird too, because he's shocked that his father was there. He received a postcard from Pinocchio saying the curse is lifted or whatever. So he mm-hmm. knows his father has magic. His mm-hmm. father is now here, which was his plan. He seems to know that his father is playing puppet master to a lot of things. He mm-hmm. seems to have a understanding of what Rumpelstiltskin's up to. Why mm-hmm. is he so deeply surprised? And I, I can understand being like freaked out that his father is here. He should not be surprised because all along this was what was going to happen. Yeah, I wish I wish we had gotten just a hair more of not Emma. You brought my father to me, but Emma, you know my dad. That should have been the angle. It should have been a, he should have been as equally disturbed as she was when he didn't seem that like, yeah, upset that once again, he should also be like, my dad, my fucking father once again was like meddling and doing shit. Like this is all, even though Mm -hmm. we know this shockingly wasn't his doing, I think there should be more of like that deep seated disturbia about what's happening. Yeah, well, just like, oh my god, like, my dad's here, my ex-girlfriend is here, they know each other, which I- Also, there's an 11-year-old. He should have- I I, I can see why they would know each other, because he knows she's the savior. Right. So he knows she's linked. But yeah, no, I don't get- no, I can only assume- that Neil yes. was sitting in that apartment and went, I didn't order anything from UPS. Run! Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's just, anytime he gets a package, he's like, he has to scroll really quickly through his shop notifications to like, see, uh-huh. did I order something? Oh, yes, it's supposed to be delivered. I can stay here. Or, no, I didn't order anything. Run! <laughs> R- True. And he like bolts. He was ready. Like, he just hangs no. out by the window all day. Yeah. He's just like ready to go. Just, it's, yep. it's wild. It's wild. Um, so that, that's my, my major what the fuckery. Yeah, on the, um, keeping it on the rumple train. Cool. And we touched on it a little bit in, in the summary, but what is up with the Mila stuff? What is up with, what's? I don't get it Eating because her. What's her deal? I don't understand that opening scene. I understand everything else. Everything else we see of Mila. I mean, granted, it's only one other scene, but yep, that's the second scene we see with Mila, with her holding Bay and storming out, is very consistent with the Mila we knew from 
past episodes. Right. But this, uh, the beginning of the episode is bonkers to me. Because I don't, it makes her make no sense. I cannot reconcile the two sides of Mila were given. No, I can't, and I can't reconcile the two sides of Mila were given in this episode. Because she first is like, don't go. Don't uh fight. Stay home. Be safe. I don't want you to go. I love you too much. I cannot risk you being harmed. And then he's harmed and comes home safe and sound. You know, I mean, except harmed. But, like, it was the coward's way out, and now she's pissed at him and hates him. Yep. When she left, or, like, when he left, she was like, don't go. Yep. I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want you to die. And I don't think we needed that scene to get to the second scene. So I don't know why no, we got and, the first scene. And I really think the same effect would have been given if Mila was indifferent at best to Rumple from the beginning. Of like, this is a marriage of a convenience. We're fine. Yeah. It's a small, small pond. There's not a lot of people here. We like each other fine. He's not my favorite person. Sometimes he's a bit of a coward and a little bit eh. But we're fond of each other and I care for his well-being enough. At least that'd be less dramatic of a yeah. hairpin. A shift. Yeah. Or if she were like, if she were the one pushing for him to go, like, this is a great opportunity for you to shed that coward mantle from your father. Like, wow, I'm, I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want you yeah. to die. But this is like, if it were a, this is a great opportunity for us as a couple because my status as your wife is tied to you. Right. So if you could shed this mantle that your father left behind as a coward by going and being brave in battle, that's a great way for us to gain a little right. bit of status in this village. Yeah. Please, please come home safe. Yep. Please come home to me. Which then makes him make sense because... Even though he's, like, his motivation to be there is, I'm going to shed this. But then he's got this, he's got a kid on the way, and he hears Mila in his head saying, I don't care, come home safe. Yeah. And then she could go, that's not what I meant. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't shed that mantle. And now we're disgraced even further. Like, now, or... Even if we got just a hair more of another line about her saying, like, nobody will talk to me. No. No one will talk to me because of this. They've heard what you've done, and now... And now I'm a pariah of this. Now I'm a pariah. So, I've been miserable. I gave birth to your son alone, and no one will help me because of your actions. If we had even gotten that little line... I'd be like, You'd understand okay. why she's bitter and angry because she's been seething and having to deal with this for however fucking long. Exactly. That, But we don't get that. We get, I love you so much. Don't go. Please come home. Don't. And then he comes home and she's yep. like, fuck you. <laughs> I hate yep. you. And it's yep. just, yeah, that's weird. Um, also. It's your perfect. I love you. Now die. Now die. Um, 
speaking of Rumpelstiltskin's father, spoiler alert. Okay. Do you, do you, when when they they're talking about this coward, no. this famed coward. No. Mm-hmm. No. Do you do you think they know that Rumpelstiltskin's father is Peter Pan? No. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, immediately, immediately no, but also knowing we're coming up on Neverland, yes, yes. I think it might be in the works. I just want. I'm like, I'm curious if when they're talking about the coward, they know it's going to. be If Peter they have Pan. a character, if it's just like, hey, we know he has to be cowardly. We'll figure out someone. It's the cowardly lion. They may have been going that route. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, that was just a fun little. I was like. Also, fun fact, everyone, spoiler alert, as, but, do you ever think about the fact that I'm going to have to put Peter Pan on this fucking family tree? I think about a lot of things about that tree for you. (sighs) Peter Pan is going on this tree. I have to write the words, Peter Pan. Yeah. And even worse, I have to write the words, Peter Pan, above Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Which is the generation before. Peter Pan fucked someone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. The the Black Fairy. I hate it here. I Nimue, I can't remember Nimue, if she, Nimue? I can't rem no, that's the original Dark One. Jesus, I'm out. I'm done. I hate <laughs> this show. It's the Black Remember uh, Fiona? Yeah. Is her name Fiona? Yeah, Fiona. From the end? I've just realized I have to put Gideon on this tree. Well, Gideon is a character I hate so fucking much. I'm so mad. First of all, they named their child Gideon, (laughs) which tells you the kind of people they are (laughs) and what kind of person your son is going to be. Yeah. An asshole. Yeah. 100%. 100%. God. Wow. Do you have anything else you would like to discuss? Well, on yeah. Um, I think those were my major points. Um, let me see. Do you have anything? No, my my main thing was why did he run? Fair enough. A great question. Um, let's see. Something brought you here, Balefire. Oh, at one point, this is just a fun thing I like to say. At one point, Emma says, "There's so, there." when Rumpel's like, I'm going to break in. She's like, there's things called laws. Since when? You kidnapped the child twice. So, I mean, That's so true. She did. She kidnapped a child more than once. Neil, read the room. She's saying, don't bring up the child. Um, I probably should have told Regina not to use magic in front of the stranger. Since he's sending videos of her using magic people, I probably tell her, don't use magic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's, let's see. Blood globe coordinates, question mark. Oh, yeah, um, that's all I got. Yeah, I have one more thing I wanted to talk about. And again, it's yeah. just, it's just Neil and gold. It always yeah. is. Like, th- that's just where we are. Um. Why does Gold assume his son's been on the run? Oh, but I don't know. Like there's to, the there's for all intents to all intents and purposes, 
he should be in one spot. Yeah. Unless Gold has knowledge of his son's movements. But we aren't told that. So as far as we know, this is where that portal dropped him off all those years ago. Right. According... To gold, it might that this is probably we don't know about fucking Neverland, so right, yeah. Just it, it was weird. That's weird. Why does he think he's been running the whole time? Because quite frankly, it doesn't really seem like he's been running either. Right, like he got this dropped in pretty London. Settled. Right, he's got an apartment. It's decorated. He's clearly been there for a while. Sure, mm-hmm. he was kind of on the run with Emma a little bit. But, like, right. also, just from the law, not from his father. Right? So, that's just, that was weird. That was weird. It was weird. That is weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's it. Uh, so, lists? Yeah. Mine are really easy, so I'll make mm-hmm. it quick. We have mm-hmm. no more beans, no curses, and shockingly, not a single lie is either caught or missed by Emma in this episode. Wow. Keeping that Which ratio low. Still makes me angry because they just don't use it. No. Like, I, I was listening to, it's like, oh gosh, Adventure Academy. It's a, it's a Dungeon Master D&D podcast where people mm-hmm. want to be DMs, and... One of the DMs, it may have been Brennan, I don't know, said, there is nothing more irritating than to have a detective with no mystery. Like, if you have a player on your party who is a detective, give them a mystery to solve. If you have a rogue, give them some traps to unlock Mm -hmm. or to to find. Give them some locks to pick. Yep. Don't give her a power if you're not going to utilize it. Right. No, they only use it when it is convenient to them. The only way they can think to get out of a situation. Yeah, no. It's only if it comes up and it's the only way they can think of. Otherwise, they don't use it. Like, Right. Because this whole season they've been able to think of other ways. So everybody's truthful to Emma. Nobody's lying to Emma. So she's not using this power. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, Those are my things. Where are you at? Well, uh, Fockfern's pretty easy. Nothing to yeah. add. Nothing of note. That's true. Because technically we knew that Neil and Bay are... We knew that... Did we... Do we know that... We didn't know that Neil was Bay. Correct. But that's... They're the same they're person. already there. For, yeah. Yeah. There are... Emma and Neil were on the Fockfern. They're the same person. We're yeah. not creating a new bubble for that person. No. So... That... Nothing to add to the fuck no. but the uh the family tree oh no i'm scared <sighs> okay so we have obviously the charmings we have regina snow's stepmother right. which brings cora into the mix oh, because cora is no. regina's mother and henry right okay uh-huh mm-hmm. so that's that's all old news mm-hmm but um, now we get to fill in the other side of Henry's parentage. No. Even though Henry already has a line going up to back up to Regina because that's his adopted mother. But 
listen, Thanksgivings are complicated. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now onto the onto the family tree officially, we have Neil also getting his second name of Balefire, mm-hmm. which means that Henry has two new grandparents no. on this fuckburn or on this tumbleweed. <laughs> Might as well be Rumpelstiltskin and Mila have entered the chat. I don't like that. It's so tangled. And when you think about the fact that... Did we... Are Mila, did Mila and Hook ever get married? Like, are, were they mar- wed, wedded at sea? Are they a relationship? Is this here? Is this happening? Is it Hook? I feel like they're... A, I feel like they're official enough. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, that oh. I almost... I almost feel they need to be noted on the family tree. It is this whole thing is my true love, Mila, must be avenged. Uh-huh. I don't, it, it feels a little nauseous about this. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. So let's just, you know what? Just, just everyone, everyone. All of us here together. We're here in the circle of trust. Feel mm-hmm. your feelings. But please know that Rumpelstiltskin has slept with the same woman as Emma's husband. Oh. So I wish Emma's weren't happening. Emma's son's grandfather slept with the same person as her husband, which means that Henry's Henry Henry's nope nope we're getting we're, we're here together we're, going on we're this here together. <laughs> here together we have to do this now we're here now we're here now spoiler alert emma and hook get married yeah that's a thing that happens so that means unfortunately that means that henry's grandmama oh no slept with his stepfather i need you to say that one more time my brain went no Henry's grandmama slept with his stepfather. <laughs> uh huh. Well, it's time to call it a night, everyone. Pack it in. Pack it in, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Um. Uh huh. Uh huh. I need to go lie down. It's gonna get worse. That's the sad this part. This is season two. This is season two. We don't even have Zelina on here yet. God. Robin's not on here yet. Marion's not on here yet. Shit. Terrible. Cinderella part two isn't on here yet. I want to go lie down. (laughs) I want to go lie down too. I have a headache. I don't really, but this is giving me We're getting Gothel, who's also Tremaine. Tremaine is also a druid. No, that someone else is also a druid. No, Gothel and the Druid are the same, and then Tremaine is Rumpel, or is, Rum, is Rapunzel. That's what it was. I can't I wait for season seven. I have such a weird soft spot for season seven. Oh, it's in, it's the worst television I think I've ever watched all the way through, yep. and I want to watch it 700 times. Yep. 
Wait, so where, so, oh, where does no. Tilly go? <laughs> she goes, no. Because, Till, no. No. Mm. Oh. No, wait. don't do it. You're going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Don't do it. Because Tilly takes, no. I don't baby, want to. Baby, baby Robin. Right, baby Robin. Hook. We get fake hook. Fake hook. Fake hook. Fake hook. <laughs> Tilly. <laughs> sweat. <laughs> I'm sweating. I just need everybody to know that I'm just making gestures with hands because. So LVP of the week. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I, can't. My, 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 <laughs> I need to lie down. <laughs> LVP. Let's talk about the LVP before my brain explodes. Yeah. Um, LVP. Least valuable person, a character we are left wondering, but why were they here? Why do we need them to tell this story? They must be a key player of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Up for contention. Emma, Neil, Rumpelstiltskin. Henry? Sort of. I think he's pretty immediately taken out of contention. But he's there. He's there. He's in contention. Um, Regina, Cora, Hook, the seer. Mila-ish, but not really. She's in two scenes. I don't think she's in it enough. Mila-ish? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's check people off that are not eligible, that are not going to win because they're important. Um, Bay, pretty much. Pretty fucking Obviously. Only Bay could be Bay. Only Bay can be Bay. Rumpelstiltskin. Whole story's about him. Yep. Okay. Emma. Has to be there. Yep. Only reason... Rumpelstiltskin gets to talk to Bay at all. Um, mm-hmm. Henry needs and, to be there to create tension and yell his age. Iconically, mm-hmm. Mila has to be there to birth a child. Like she's she's barely there. She's in two scenes. Yeah, she's she's really not central to the plot. But I will say, what she does in those scenes is important. She has a child, which does give. Rumpelstiltskin the motivation to come home a coward. Yeah. Which sets off many, many, many turns of events. So, she's there being dumb, but being important. Yeah. Okay. Cora, Regina, both are there to look for this dagger. They're going... What they're doing right now is setting up plot. Yep. It doesn't feel a- important right this very second, but will come to importance soon. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. So that leaves us with two? Are we down to two? I think we are down to two. Leaves us with uh, the seer and Hook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Hook does one thing. He shows up and grabs a folded paper with an X that marks the spot and a bunch of little keys on it and goes, allow me, ladies, it's a map. Your woman brain may not have noticed this, but it's a map. Also, I want my revenge. Have you forgotten I have a revenge plot? Right. Okay. That's what he's there for. Mm -hmm. And then the seer. And then we have the seer. A point of contention 
Mm-hmm. Because in context of the actual episode, very important. In context of the episode we received, she is important. Did she need to be did she need to be involved? No. Not we gave really. her importance because we didn't have a better way to get this exposition across. We kind of created an expository character and put weight on that character. Yeah. Again, if she hadn't died, or if we saw her pre-death more in, like, mm-hmm. other episodes, I'd feel entirely different about that character. Yep. But, yeah, she doesn't... She's there simply to deliver prophecies, which could have been delivered via orb, via magic trance, via many, many different ways. Right. And then dies. (laughs) Yeah. And we don't see her again. Nope. But at the same point, Hook is fairly involved in this secondary plot he's he's there he's very much there doing nothing Mm -hmm. he reads a map that was very clearly a map Mm -hmm. ladies i don't know if you know this but x is where the spot is oh i bet he still can't find it i wish they'd marked it with a g um got him Oh, is that the plot of Mad Max, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mad Max, exactly. <laughs> so, I think I'm very torn here, and I'm personally am, comfortable doing a twofer. I'm personally comfortable there as well. Neither, neither of them are big enough characters where I feel like they deserve the full title. Like, they're both just, like... I feel like the seer is important. She's a big character, but only in this episode. And then never again. And then never again. And so there were other ways we could have gotten that same information out of Rumpelstiltskin. Hook has the opposite problem where he's important in every episode but this one. Yeah, he's just, he's, this feels very much like a, shit, we gave Colin O'Donoghue this many episodes in his contract, and if we don't put him in this episode... We won't hit that before the end of the season. Yep. So let's just write him a little thing to do. As a treat. Here, read a map. (laughs) Point at this and say it's a map. It's a map. It's a map. It's a map. map. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with that. So, um, LVP of the week is... This year. And... And Hook. Woo! Yay, you suck. Why were you here? Either one of you. Yep. Um, um, yeah. This was a bad time. This was a bad time. But good news. Say more right now. It can only go up from here. Hell yeah. We will see you all next week for the episode that, that they might forget. But it's cheesy and delicious and it doesn't lie. So you should be here for that. Definitely. Miller's daughter. No, Cora, the queen is dead. The no, queen is Miller's dead. Miller's daughter. Queen is dead? Queen is dead. <gasps> queen is dead. The queen is dead. Queen is dead. Uh, yeah, it's cheesy. It's delicious. It doesn't lie. Get your pizza, get your wine, and get ready for a bad time. Find us on socials at Instagram at wine, wine, and once. 
beverage first. And, and Gmail, same beverage first. Wine, wine, and once at gmail.com. And we will see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.